I'm crying Michael Jordan meme, and welcome to Planet of the Tear Cats. And I'm James Baxter, the horse. <laughs> so before we get started, I want to give a shout out to Scarlet Freeze, my newest niece who was born this morning. Uh, our number number one fan, my uh, sister-in-law, Lacey. Congratulations. That's so Had a awesome. baby. Yeah. Welcome, Scarlet. You're officially a honorary member of the Planet of the Meerkats team. Planet of the Meerkats. Shorts. So uh, we're doing a happy hour edition of Planet of the Meerkats. What are you drinking, Dave? I'm drinking drinking Mother Earth Brew Company Cali Cream and Vanilla Cream Ale. Wow. Is it delicious? It is pretty delicious. Nice. It's not. It doesn't have like a cloying taste. The the vanilla is very light. Mm -hmm. That seems like a hard one to to nail, you know. But if it's done well, uh, I'm drinking a hot Carl hazy IPA. <laughs> that and takes me the, back to the days of Alien Amp Farm. And like the 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 label has a a big penguin wearing sunglasses. So as as penguins are wont to do. As penguins do. That's or, or or as they're represented in Chinese characters, <laughs> the business goose. <laughs> what? what? That's amazing. I didn't know that. Yeah, the characters that make up a thing are just the characters for business and the characters for goose. I mean, yeah, because he's like a duck with a tuxedo on. I get it. <laughs> All right, Dave, so we're doing a mini episode today, and the topic... Uh, is Rebecca Sugar, and I am a Rebecca Sugar novice, so I'm going to let you set the tone. So I'm just going to start off kind of by by scanning the landscape of kids' TV, because there's a lot of crap, and I've watched a lot of terrible, terrible shows with my daughters, especially on YouTube. Um, I don't know if you've, you're familiar with Blippi. Do you remember a few years ago it came out that there was like a blippy like sex scandal or like <laughs> I do. <laughs> like speaking of hot Carls, didn't Blippy like want people to poop on him or something? Like it was something like yeah. that had to do with sex and defecation, which was yeah. like, and now this guy's doing kids' shows? Come on now. But his show is just even without that, his show is just annoying. And then mm -hmm. you got bland stuff like Barney, um Ryan Ryan's World, you know, that's just exists to sell toys. Mm -hmm. um, Caillou, he's a whiny little bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> then there's like Bratz and LOL Surprise. They have their shows. They're like baby prostitutes. I don't know. if Have you seen Troom Troom? Dude, I have not seen Troom Troom, but my daughter is obsessed with LOL Surprise. We have my uh, my parents got her this like LOL Surprise glamper that is huge and now it's like, that's it. I thought maybe some other dolls could come in and like, you know, clear the LOLs out, but no, not not oh. now that we have a glamper. We got we have we have the glamper. We and we have uh, LOL surprise and Barbies cohabitating in my daughter's room. But doesn't I mean, the the Bible, LOL... doesn't the Bible say that LOL surprise and Barbies can't cohabitate? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's in Leviticus chapter twenty-five. <laughs> Well, I mean, so uh, for all the crap that Barbie got for having like unrealistic body expectations, the LOL surprise dolls are built like aliens. I know. You know, they would immediately die if they were real uh, with their gigantic heads. And, but but a lot of them are meant to be like babies and they wear 
fishnet stockings and bras and all sorts of weird stuff. It's just it, disturbing. It is disturbing. So a few years ago, we tried to get uh, Marlo into Lottie dolls. Uh, do you know these? They're like, they're like the um, you know body, body positive. Like the dolls all wear normal clothes and have like normal hair and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and like before Christmas, we were we were like like uh, told <laughs> Emily's mom, and then Emily's mom told all of her friends, and so like everyone got Lottie doll uh, accessories, and then. <laughs> Marlo got it and was like not interested in it. At all. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, I don't want the socially responsible toy. Yeah, um, give me the strippers. And even Disney shows, which aren't bad, like they tend to be pretty vanilla and repetitive. Mm -hmm. So early on, we discovered a show called Adventure Time, which is about a boy and his shape shifting talking dog, who are ostensibly were raised as brothers who go on adventures in the post-apocalyptic land of Ooh. Mm -hmm. And the show like really got complex over time. And there's this character called the Ice King who is the bad guy. And he's always like kidnapping princesses, but he's more of like a kind of a, a hapless, silly bad guy than mm -hmm. an evil one. And come to find out, his story gets developed alongside this other character named Marceline, who's uh, a vampire slash demon. And the, as, as basically they, they turn him into this really tragic figure. He was a college professor who donned a, a magic crown, which drove him crazy all the while he was trying to take care of this little girl that had been abandoned by her parents and had become half vampire and was already half demon. So <laughs> but it sounds really weird, but like it really developed this deep storyline. Well, it turns out a lot of these story beats were engineered by um, a woman. She's non-binary, but she still goes by either she or her pronouns or they or them pronouns. Um, and she had developed all these story beats and it really carried the show to become something really great as it went along. Uh, and after the fifth season of Adventure Time, she left and started a show called Steven Universe, which and, and I'll also say that in both shows, there are a lot of songs and they're very good. Um, they're very good at like carrying the beats of the story. And, you know, we listen to them with our kids a lot. Mm -hmm. So it's Steven Universe is about this little boy who lives with some aliens called the Crystal Gems. Mm -hmm. And they are. Uh, essentially coded as female, but the whole race is female. And his mom was like their leader, but she gave up existence to become him when she had him. It's kind of this complicated thing. But throughout the show, they really get, dive into these LGBTQ themes. Um, you know, the crystal gems being all female is they kind of expand the storyline out to other members of the race. There's romances, there's a wedding, um, and there's some really just great songs. Uh, and uh, so as the show goes on, it stays super positive, but it stays positive in a realistic way. Like there's, he, he's, he's a very optimistic character, but there's always consequences to that, right? Mm -hmm. It's not just, oh, he's, he's positive and everybody falls in line. Like he's positive and he may get his way, but you know, that might be an alienating someone or mm -hmm. making it harder to kind of, get someone to come back from the dark side. Mm -hmm. um, and as the show goes on, it you know, he eventually wins, but then there's even another season after 
all of the threats are diminished that gets into his trauma and like his feelings of abandonment. It becomes this like meditation on trauma. And this wow. is all in a kid's show. Yeah. And I think Steven Universe really laid a pattern for I'm seeing a lot more LGBT representation in, mm-hmm. in shows now. Um, you know, from the Shira remake to eventually Adventure Time, two of the main characters got together and are actually seen in bed at one point, uh, two women characters. And I think uh, to an extent, Rebecca Sugar was able to get away with a lot of this because, you know, you could always say, oh, well, they're not really women. They're just coded that way. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I think, uh, you know, she's expressed her goal of, you know, introducing the kids to this stuff, mm-hmm. to LGBT themes early on in their lives. So that way, like, as they come to develop and understand who they are, they already understand kind of what um, uh, what that is. And it's not like this this weird thing out of left field they have to consider. I think it's so important to have the stories presented through um, the shows they like and the media yeah. they consume and not just, um, you know, lessons that they are taught from family because they're seeing it represented in the culture um, mm-hmm. that's at their level, you know, and that's super important. I know... Um, you know, somehow, uh, amongst all the content my daughter watches, she she is getting a lot of like very <laughs> progressive, you know, um, messaging that like I feel like is makes my job easier. Um, mm-hmm. And but beyond that, I just think that you're right. Like, and I think that it's important to have the that representation because it it's this is the critical time for them to mm-hmm. learning learn these messages. Yeah. And, you know, I think I just come to also appreciate good writing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so when a show is well written, especially a kid's show, I really appreciate that. Mm-hmm. And it's something that like Nellie can understand on her level because there's excitement and excuse me, there's excitement and like there's there's romance and there's space adventures. But then mm-hmm. on the other hand, there's all these these underlying really deep themes. Mm-hmm. And I think like Abigail's gotten a lot out of it. And, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to do a little um, mini interview of her um, for this as well to kind of talk about like what it's meant to her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I just, I know that I've, I've really appreciated it being able to talk about this stuff that I am not necessarily equipped to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's like a, a, a straight cis male. I don't necessarily have that perspective, but, you know, it, it's 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 interesting because this show sort of came in under the radar and introduced all these themes and is able to talk about them intelligently on a level that the kids understand. All right, thank you for being here, Abigail. Uh, Hello. Hi. <laughs> so I, I just wanted to to pick your brain about your thoughts on uh, Adventure Time and Steven Universe. We're doing a podcast on Rebecca Sugar, who's one of the creators of those shows. Cool. Um, so how long, how long have you been watching? Um, I think, I, I think for like, but I, I know, I know I was alive when the first episode of Steven Universe came out mm-hmm. and I enjoyed that watching that. So I think I've been watching Steven Universe since when, like whenever it came out, I can't even remember. Uh, and I can't remember, what, I don't know when Adventure Time came out. I think Adventure Time may have predated you or you were really small when it came out, but we started watching it as a family. Yeah. Uh, can you talk a bit about uh, Ice King and Marcy and their relationship? Yeah, I think that's a very interesting thing to like know that like two characters who seem like relative opposites 
actually knew each other like really, 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 really well. Because mm-hmm. they like. Because Marceline was basically raised by Simon. Simon being Simon Ice being King Ice before King. he was Crazy yeah. Ice King. When he starts off, he's a really like, silly character. He seems like a silly antagonist, but he but he becomes less of an antagonist throughout the show as you learn more about him. Because mm-hmm. overall, it just seems like he wants a friend. Yeah. Um, now, Steven Universe, uh, can you explain explain a little bit about that show? The show's about this half-gen... Little du- little dude named Steven. Mm. He lives with his uh, family, who are these, who are the, who are who are the crystal gems. And what are, what are the crystal gems? The crystal. So in this universe, there are like alien sort of beings, and they have like crystals on them, like one little crystal somewhere around the, somewhere on them, mm-hmm. and they can like fuse to become a totally different crystal. Mm-hmm. So what does that mean to be a fusion of two different gems like that? A fusion is to be. Is to have, is to like share a being, but not a mind. Like share a mind. Mm-hmm. It's like there's more. There's, it's like if you, it's like uh, there's, it's, it's, there's more. There's multiple beings occupying the same space, sort of, and they come out looking as one being, but there's multiple there. So Garnet, she uh, at one point broke apart into her component beings, right? Yeah, that happened. That happened like uh, that happens multiple times throughout the show, but I believe it first happens like. Episode like fifty or something. I can't remember. How, how, how did they re- resolve it? Uh, well, in that episode, they're abducted by some evil gems. Well, let's not get into the plot. Yeah. I just meant like they got married, right? Yeah, basically <laughs> near the end of the show, <laughs> and it was very sweet. Also, fun fact: Stephen is the only male gem. Yeah, everybody else is. Every other female. Ge- every other gem is female, so it's very so it's very cute that Garnet is a fusion. So, what did you think about? Um, what are the names of the gems that make up Garnet again? Uh, Ruby and Sapphire. What did you think about Ruby and Sapphire getting married? I thought that was very adorable. <laughs> it's so interesting, like, to in the moment that we're in, you know, I know that we we are in a politi- political, <laughs> anti-political <laughs> space. Not anti-political, I should say. We are a no-politics zone here yeah. at the Planet of the Meerkats. But, you know, our kids are absorbing our anxieties about what's going on. They are, they hear the news uh, on the radio, they, they hear us talking about it and um, you know, they're processing that. And they're, I think that especially for kids who grew up like us in the eighties and nineties um, you know, it wasn't, the news wasn't present in our lives and in, in the way that it is now, you know? So I think it's important. The kids have to mature a lot quicker. And I think it's really important that they have um, you know, that they're, that they're allowed to understand and be, you know, brought into these conversations in ways that feel comfortable for them. So, especially Abigail, you know, she's in sixth grade right now. And I think she's much more cognizant of what's happening in the world than I was at her age. Mm -hmm. She's always asking me questions and, you know, we'll talk about the different issues and kind of lay out, I'll try and lay out kind of both sides, why some people feel this Mm -hmm. way, why other people feel this way. Yeah. Um, But, you know, this, the, 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 magic of a show like steven universe is it gives you a mechanism to talk about these things in like mm-hmm. terms that they understand yeah exactly well it sets it sets the tone and then you can follow that right so they can they can bring up something they saw on the show and it gives you an end to talk about that and continue that conversation that they've already been primed to yes. 
to be interested in, right? Yeah. So, so these conversations aren't always coming out of left field. It always, you know, there's always that like, you know, from back in the day, the birds and the bees talk, right? And how it's so awkward for kids, right? Because it's like <laughs> your parents are like, uh, uh, you just got home from school. What are you doing? I thought maybe it'd be a good time to chat. <laughs> like, you know, no parent wants to like talk mm-hmm. about something heavy like that with, uh, you know, out of thin air. So it's good that, you know, they can be primed in that way. Yeah. Why? Why is the talk called the birds and the bees? That doesn't it hasn't ever made sense to me. Like birds. I know, right? It's not like. <laughs> yeah, like what? I mean, whoever sees birds doing it. And also, I never see bees doing it. I did I, see like, a bir- I did see a bird penis once. <laughs> like, if anyone's doing it, it's do- like dogs and rabbits and um, newts. Newts. <laughs> dogs yeah. and rabbits and newts are the are the animals that are doing it. Like, Marlo went to the botanical garden the other day and saw some newts doing it and was like, "Oh, look, they love each other." <laughs> yeah. Yes, they do. <laughs> and, and, and then there's ducks who go straight to rape. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what are they doing? Why is it? Oh, no. Let's not watch that. <laughs> Duck penises are just a horrible, like, invention of Satan. All right, James Baxter, the horse. All right. I will see you in a few days on the podcast, I mean. Yes. Virtually. <laughs> All right. I am crying Michael Jordan meme. And I am James Baxter, the horse. And this is a broadcast from the Planet of the Meerkats. Until next time. The Business Goose. <laughs>